productivity, spirituality, and so much more. You've got it here on the Daily Saint Podcast. thrilled to have on the cast today Michael H. Smith of MichaelHSmith.com. And Michael has been, for the last 14 years, the associate pastor uh, for worship and music at Clearview Baptist Church in Franklin, Tennessee. And, and for those of you who don't know where Franklin is, Franklin is one of these quasi-famous places that Michael Hyatt and others have really brought to, to light through their own blogs, uh, as well as the world of Twitter. And I occasionally hear about Franklin, and so it's really a treat for us at The Daily Saint to finally meet someone, at least online, who, who lives there. So, again, we're with Michael H. Smith. And, Michael, thanks for joining us on the cast. Oh, it's great to be here today. I, uh, I'm a big fan of yours. I came across you online. And uh, for us at The Daily Saint, it's really important that we uh, introduce people or, or sometimes reintroduce people to those online who are living in the world of ministry, who are using technology, who are um, sharing and living out the gospel of Christ um, in a pretty exciting way. So maybe you could tell uh, our readers and listeners a little bit more about you, something maybe that I missed. Well, um, as you said, I'm the one of the associate pastors here, and I serve on the executive staff uh, at Clearview. Um, there's four of us in there, and we kind of um, oversee the administrative part of the church along with our specific roles. So in my role, um, my main emphasis is worship, and I have a staff for that. But also my staff includes, uh, we handle technology, which is IT part, and the worship technologies, which is sound and lights and video. Then my office also handles the communication, website, print, social media, and also the facilities director reports through, through me. So that's pretty cool. A lot of our listeners are um, from the Catholic space, and I'm the first to admit that that most Catholic churches are pretty lousy in terms of of technology. Um, what's your advice to churches out there who are struggling or just don't understand the importance of technology? Uh, well, first, I don't think you can ignore it these days. It's um, I'm just we did something last week where uh, we had to get a message out immediately to our congregation about a change and by sending out through social media the clicks on our website doubled in one day just because of we how we use social media um, I sit at my desk and follow a list of people just on Twitter from our church wow. who, which is probably over 200 people now just from our local congregation who are on Twitter which makes it become viral then if they're sending out what we send out and it's just amazing how we do that um, we spend more time through communicating through website and social media and funds than we do print materials these days interesting and is that just because you have a pretty young hip church at Clearview or more just you find it's more effective um, more effective um, in you know it's kind of we have a wide range of demographics. Sure, our main ones are between 35 and 50. Uh, that's our largest demographic. But even our senior adults are connected on Facebook. And uh, give me an example. Um, my father doesn't go here, but my father is 80 years old, and he has more Facebook friends than I do. He has 1,600 <laughs> Facebook friends. So he's staying connected and seeing what's happening with people he's connected with his whole life through Facebook. Very cool. 
Now, I I do not play the guitar very well, but if I ever came down to Franklin, I mean, would you put me in the back row? Like, could I do a little backup or something for well, you guys? Possibly. <laughs> I would have to deal with the, my, one of my guys on staff who would listen to how you do it. <laughs> All right. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Hey, how did you come to um, one of the focal points of leadership for your blog, MichaelHSmith.com? Um, it's just been a passion of mine. Um, First, uh, as a my main role is worship leader, which means I plan all the services in our main worship room. But as the church has grown and I have a staff, it's more about leading people and encouraging them to be leaders than it is about me being the upfront person. And if I want to get the best out of my people, then I have to be the best leader that I can be. So I'm always trying to absorb uh, everything I can about being a good leader um, or about being leader. And that even looks at what were guys that I'm following that did a lousy job at it, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to do that, or the guys that are really good at it, and I want to be like that. Are you a pretty avid reader? Yeah, I am. Can you recommend in the last year, you know, one or two good leadership books that you'd recommend? Uh, I I have to go on my list here real quick to look at that. Um, uh, Rockefeller Habits was a pretty cool one to look at how they've, uh, what Rockefeller did and how those kind of plays out. Um, Uh Some of the ones from uh, Andy Stanley in the last year, just simple things. He's such a great communicator uh, about leadership. One of the phrases I grabbed from one book, and I can't think of the title right now, is um, um, direction, not intention, determines destination. Uh, Great quote. It is a great quote. No matter where you are and what your business is or where life is, I mean, you can't just think you're going to get there. You've got to take the first step toward that. Yeah, yeah. We have, a, we have that exact quote uh, outside our dean of students' office here at school. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we, I think we're in a culture where people talk a lot, but uh, at the end of the day, it's the steps you're taking that are probably going to lead you to a different place tomorrow. So um, you must be pretty diligent in terms of your own productivity and time management. I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about how you manage all the different balls that you have in the air. Yeah, no, that's one of the things I've, um, I thought about. You know, if we're not careful as a staff, we become plate spinners or just jugglers, and we have to be intentional how that we make uh, steps in the right direction through using productivity tools. And we have become a huge fan of Nosby for my whole staff. Um, and that is really going through those, uh, David Allen, getting things done, getting things on a piece of paper that have to get done instead of trying to juggle with them up in some mind space up here. Um, So that's how I sit down with my staff each week. We have uh, created Nosby projects for each one of them that we share. They have their own individual ones. Even this year, uh, we've put our worship budget as Nosby projects, um, quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, and quarter four, what has to be done on what day? When are we going to buy these things? How cool is that? Yeah, and, we, and all of us on our on my worship staff, we share that. So each week in our staff meeting, we go over those. Um, one of the other things, I'm a huge fan of Evernote, too. I hardly ever use any Microsoft product or Google documents and stuff anymore. <laughs> Everything for me is done through Evernote mm-hmm. because it's no matter what piece of technology I pick up, I've got it right there with me. Um, and I write my blog that way. I write my newsletters that way, everything. 
I see, you know, on your, your website, michaelhsmith.com, you have that really nice Evernote clip feature at the bottom of each of your posts. And um, I think it's a, it's a great resource, too. I like how it interacts with Nosby, and our team uses Nosby, too. Uh, we, I, we didn't try different uh, platforms before Nosby, but it just seemed like something that would make sense. I was using it first myself. I really liked it. We reached out to uh, Michael Slowinski of Nosby. Uh, and he was, you know, generous enough to uh, let our whole team test it out. But um, that's pretty cool. Your whole worship budget on Nosby as a project. Uh, yeah. I've set up for each of our team members. I have them as a context for me. And so I've got, you know, at Matt, at Faith, at Maureen. And then when I meet with them, uh, I don't, I can't, I'm just, you know, so many different reports. I can't remember uh, exactly what to talk about with a different person, so I just open up Evernote. Uh, oh, that's or, great. Note I thought right. about doing it as a context, but that's a that's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, one of the other things that's really helped out this year is how we schedule um, meetings. Uh, you know, I hate meetings if they're not productive, right. but meetings are so important. So uh, we kind of devised a meeting plan, uh, which starts with a daily huddle, mm-hmm. and that for me is we bring because facilities and everything reports to me we bring all the custodians together we bring the worship technology the other worship ministers and the support staff to a five-minute stand-up every day and it's not so much about getting things done but it's about building team Mm -hmm. and because we interact so much sometimes we pass in the hallways and don't interact this forces us to make sure we're on the same page every day and that's been for me, that's huge. Uh, I can't keep up with everything, and this is one way I get to keep up with that. My, uh, Michael, how large is the staff at Clearview Baptist? Uh, the whole staff, uh, around 30 full-time right. people. Wow. So that's a big, this is a big church then, no question. Yeah. yeah. We, we average people on our campus on a Sunday morning, right, 1,500. That is awesome. That's awesome. I, uh, I, that's, that is very impressive and uh, sounds like God's doing some pretty exciting things. Yeah, there. he is. We're, um, we're, we're, our term this year is we're really trying to become ascending church, taking that Matthew 28, 19 through 20, you know, um, going and making disciples, just not attracting them to a campus, but how do we go and make disciples? Amen. Hey, have you been? You ever been accused by some of your staff members of being, you know, a, a, a geek or a, a techno a techno junkie, anything like that? Um, some, but um, I've really got them hooked on it. They don't get as deep into it as I do um, as far as on the social networking side, some of them. I'm encouraging them to. In fact, in our main all-minister staff meeting this week, uh, boy, I've really pushed being involved in social networking and use these two words. Boy, it's about us pushing content, Mm -hmm. but we've got to engage in conversation with that content. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and we'll reach more people with information when we engage in conversation. That's great advice. No question about it. So, Michael, I mentioned just in some of our, our pre-wire um, dialogue back and forth, our own school is focusing on, on leadership development. Uh, what's advice that you would have for young leaders who want to build a stronger platform for their own future? Um, part of it is with that quote we talked about, you know, what what direction are you heading? Well, you have to think about that. It just doesn't come without thinking about it and taking those steps. Um, I, I think we've talked in the past, too, how I lead a um, leadership team for a local high school band, and I meet with them on a weekly basis. And I encourage them, observe leaders, you know, from your parents to your school teachers. Be observers of leaders so that you can be a better leader. Mm-hmm. Ask lots of questions. It, 
never hurts to ask a question about what's going on. Um, and I wish someone had sat down with me and asked, told me those things when I was 17 years old. Yeah. Um, you know, they don't. They're thinking about how do I get through the next class and then in the first year of college. But if they can always keep in mind that they are a leader, and the only way to be a good leader is to be an example, they'll make so much better strides in life than letting someone else be that person out front. Right. I remember when I was graduating from college, and and one of my own mentors, I asked him for advice, and he just said simply, he said I would get a good mentor. And oh, yeah. I, I was so disappointed because I guess I was looking for something a little bit that sounded more exciting. And, and now, you know, a couple of decades later, I realized, my gosh, he was so right. And often who you surround yourself with is going to help you on that sense of direction for the future. So I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. We were, we're look as a staff, we're trying to memorize the book of First Timothy this year. Okay. But in the beginning of that, Paul interviewed Timothy then begin to train him and take him along with him before he sent him out to do his own thing. Hmm. And that's exactly what we need to do as Christ followers. Yeah. We need to have someone we're walking with. Mm-hmm. Hey, Michael, how are you, before we wrap up today, so you've got a really full schedule week by week. How are you taking time for yourself and for your own spiritual development? Um, I make it a point each morning uh, that uh, I do sit down and read a I take scripture in small chunks and try to read that and read in a study Bible and maybe read one commentary for that one small chunk. So I'm just not quickly going through scripture, but I'm taking time to do that. The other piece is um, I'm a real avid health nut, and I think I've survived not being sick and being able to survive pastor changes and building programs because I've been intentional about staying healthy. And for me, that's five or six days a week. Wow. So what do you do? You're a runner? You're a weightlifter? All of that. Wow. I, I try to do you. cardio three days a week, and I try to be in the gym lifting two or three days a week also. Um, I just feel better. Uh, I have more energy. Um, and then I'm also good at on my day off. I don't do work. Mm-hmm. And I don't take work home at night usually. I try to get it all done there at the office, and when I go home, I disconnect. Sure, I'm connected through social media, but I'm not thinking about work. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's so important. Sabbath-keeping is such a lost art, and yet it, it I don't think it ever goes out of style, you know, in, in God's perspective. And I, I think that unplugging is such an ancient practice that the church has been good at for thousands of years, but we do live in a noisy world, and it's pretty darn easy to get sucked into the noise. So uh, sounds like great advice. Um, Michael, any last thoughts before we uh, finish the cast today? No, I mean, I just thank you so much for reading my blog and for looking at it and uh, for inviting me to participate in this. This is great. And I'll make sure I send this link out uh, on all my social network categories here, too. (laughs) Well, really, we really appreciate it. Again, our guest today has been Michael H. Smith. Michael has been, for the last 14 years, the associate pastor at Clearview Baptist Church down in Franklin, Tennessee. So the next time you're in Franklin or the Nashville area, please feel free to look up Michael. uh, Check out his blog at michaelhsmith.com. And, Michael, what's your handle on Twitter? Michael H. Smith. All right. That's easy enough. Thanks again for joining us today. Thank you. Be sure to check out thedailysaint.com for more posts on leadership, productivity, spirituality, and more. You can also follow us on Twitter at The Daily Saint.